Hi, I'm Harini. And I'm Mudra. And you're listening to The Cutting Chai Critics. We're both millennial Indian women, and this is our podcast on Bollywood movies, TV shows, and Indian popular culture. It's basically a conversation between two friends on the content that young women like us watch, and how it really links to the society we live in. And in this episode, we're discussing Attack of the Bollywood Clichés. <laughs> so this came about because of the Netflix show of the same name which was about the Hollywood clichés and I think we both thoroughly enjoyed watching it but also felt at various points like this is true for Bollywood too or <laughs> Bollywood has its own list so here we've come up with a list of 10 true blue Bollywood clichés let's see what you relate to All right go with the first one Mudra All right yeah So I think the first cliche that both Harini and I thought of was mere paas maa hai <laughs> which is uh, just bollywood being bollywood and you know glorifying mothers i think we see it so much and right from uh, divar to karan arjun to any movie whatsoever i think the mom role uh, and it's it's always moms and sons isn't it i don't think it's really ever moms and daughters too much It's usually moms and sons which Bollywood is pushing at us like oh my god mothers are amazing. Yes and sometimes I feel like they do get the irony of it like um, uh, some of the Karan Johar movies K3G um, for example comes to mind uh, mm-hmm. they do overdo it to such an extent that I feel like <laughs> it's almost sarcastic or a little tongue in cheek um but but by the time you come to the climax you do realize no the mom really is so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's true i think dostana for that matter i think they uh, caricature the mom so much that you do feel that it's she's being made fun of but not really <laughs> yeah i feel like it's it's very gentle fun at the most that's that's all that hindi movies will do and um, you know but you still have to end like you said with this message of no mothers are amazing and mothers are lovely and mothers will always come around and love you and support you Yeah, which actually, if you think about it, is completely true. Mothers, they're lovely and they support you no matter what. It's just uh, the overdoing of it, which uh, and also the um, I think the mothers can do no wrong, or mothers yeah. are gods um, who are not human uh, and don't make human mistakes. That's the part that I um, struggle with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely same. All right, so um, moving on to the next one. uh this has been true i think this has been colored by the fact that india has been in a sense a socialist uh country uh for a long time it is the fact that wealth in itself is considered evil and this has transitioned from uh plainly stating that wealth is evil and showing wealthy people as really the villains to mm-hmm. now showing richer and richer movies um where people are seemingly upper middle class upper class but bollywood still struggles to just say you know they are uber wealthy and and they can be nice people with real problems the only one who's really doing it i would think is karan johar uh, karan johar uh trying to say that these are wealthy people but with very middle class values mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever middle class values mean mm-hmm. in in a in a modern indian context uh but the ones who are truly wealthy and flaunting it and not apologetic about it i think it's just basically farhan akhtar and zoya kapoor uh, zoya akhtar uh, movies 
Yeah, yeah, I think Zoya Akhtar movies and Farhan Akhtar movies, I think they pretty much reflect the milieu that they come from, right? So I think they are making movies about the people they know. Um, and I think so the wealth in those movies is there, but it's also, it's not about the wealth. It's just about the problems that those people may face. Apart from those, I think we've just had years and years of movies, and especially in the 90s and maybe less so now, where... Um, you know, everything is linked to how wealth... So the minute you have a rich person, uh, you know this person's going to be evil. Whether it's the heroine's father or it's the villain or it's just an out-and-out villain, we don't know. But this person is going to do horrible things at some point. He's going to try to write someone a check and say, Meri beti ko chhod do, and all of those <laughs> things. You know they're just coming. Right, which is in complete contrast to how wealthy people are treated in real life, particularly in millennial circles. Because we make rock stars out of startup founders. Uh, we automatically seem to give more respect um, and, and treat uh, people who've become wealthier in a much more demigod sort of a status. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that just hasn't fully reflected in the movies. Yeah, I think our movies are still very stuck in that well, wealthy people are bad, poor people are good binary. Uh, and I think there is no space to acknowledge that both can be either, you know. And I think that's that's what really trips me up when I watch these movies. Sounds good. What really uh, gets me and makes me very angry, the cliche that really, um, you know, irritates me, is the one which is, is basically unpaid female labor. Any happy family depiction basically has very loud, very opinionated, very so-called strong men sitting around and chatting away. Mm. You have a bunch of bratty kids running around who in real life would be so annoying, you would probably slap them. (laughs) And you would have women of varying age. So right from the ma or the sasuma or the elderly woman character all Mm. the way to the youngest girl, all Mm. basically you know, going in circles around these men. So they are either serving or they are um, entertaining or they are, uh, you know, trying to make small talk. But it's almost that sense of women are basically there to to to, to take care of everyone and, and particularly um, cook, serve, entertain, uh, be in charge of all domestic duties. That really gets me. Yeah. I mean, it's so linked, again, so linked to the whole uh, depiction of mothers also, in a sense, when you think about it, right? Because we we have, we are treating women as, women of all ages as mother figures who exist solely to serve us, like to serve the men in the family, which is so wrong. Uh, but it's also how I think a lot of men view their mothers and the women in their lives. Uh, and I think uh, I think it was Hamsat Sate where randomly out of nowhere, you know, you have exactly this scene where there are a couple of men sitting around and talking and women are like hovering around like worker bees. Uh, and uh, there is a random uncle who just goes like, Bhai, wherever, I think it's something to the effect that ladies or <laughs> when I watch it now, I'm like, "Haan, theek hai. Ham baaki ke log to office mein reh rahe. <laughs> Give me a break, man. Just give me a break. Only Which that is, why... is a home. Yeah, everything else is not. <laughs> Which is why I love OTT and I love that a movie like The Great Indian Kitchen got made yeah. because it finally showed, uh, you know, shone a light on 
uh, how bad how difficult how painful it can be for women in these scenarios uh, rather than the happy you know uh, painted uh, fully decked up women that they show in movies yeah pretty much but i think uh, you know linked to this and i think I, we we're probably talking about a couple of different things but i think they're all linked to i think a general sense in hindi movies that uh, women exist more to be looked at and more to be um, you know to be in the background uh, than to be heard understood which uh, brings me to the next cliche which is um, love at first sight which is such a overwhelmingly bollywood cliche ki matlab someone sees someone or violence bachte and i know that mehuna you know poked fun at it in a very uh, ironic way. way yeah which i really enjoyed but um, apart from that i think we've been doing this trope for decades now that someone sees someone and suddenly boom they're in love See, this is one trope that I'm happy to get on board because, <laughs> as a lover of rom-com movies and as as someone who looks uh, at cinema uh, to a large extent to 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 you know entertain uh, and and I'm I'm not very particular that I watch serious movies all the time. I'm happy to watch mindless, feel-good movies. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's good that Bollywood has that side. <laughs> Uh, the only um, time I find creeped out by it is when you have people stalking, hmm. because that normalizes um, stalking, being creepy, even kidnapping the girl, which is obviously you know very dark offshoot. Hmm. But in general, the whole you know, kisi ko dekha there is violence going on in the background, <laughs> roses are all blooming. <laughs> that is one <laughs> cliche I'm happy to get on board with. Yeah, I think if it's done well, it's a lot of fun. Um I I guess I am just bored of how it seems to be done in the same way over and over. But whenever it is done well, I think I I've also really enjoyed that. It, in a rom-com way, it's quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, the suspension of disbelief, the suspension of rationale and and just saying, you know, this could be fun. That's yeah. that's one cliche that I'm happy to get on board with. Um but coming back to your point about women being seen, um and the other big uh, trope that bollywood has is basically that hero panti or you know uh, being the the ideal hero is basically avenging violence against your women mm. uh, and and your women being defined as your mom sister wife girlfriend and 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 the kind of violence that they uh, supposed mm-hmm. to have undergone is primarily physical uh, yeah. and, and and basically rape or death or both yeah. uh, and and you know you that is the um turning point of the movie where where the hero emerges and, <laughs> and avenges and and i always wonder why not men why not male villains why do women have to go through unspeakable horrors being inflicted on them even in the movies <laughs> I think um you know I think men do get so I think that there are cases of um for example Bazinger right where it's about how his father is effectively killed by um the villain and that turns him into who he is I think those cases exist but I think we're looking at you know this very again very male gaze which is that um when it's the father the father is killed off because legacy but when uh, it's the women they are raped or hurt because honor right that's that's how we view these things 
um and that's that's very very prevalent i am using rape as a plot point is honestly very very odd to me because i think we have been doing it for so long it's become normalized but i still find it extremely strange that we have these movies where you know the sister or the friend or someone has to get raped in order for the uh, hero to decide okay now i'm going to be the hero and even simba which which came out what two or three years ago which is very very recent and was a huge blockbuster i would have thought that by now we wouldn't be doing these things but it has exactly that trope it does exactly the same thing that we have seen in the 80s and 90s and when i watched it i enjoyed the rest of the movie but this part i was just like you know are we, aren't we done with this already mm. so problematic yeah compare that to how hollywood you know um, hero emerges mm. like even if you look at a classic like godfather it doesn't mm. have to be the the women and the family right i mean your brother can get shot your father can get shot and that can also make you uh, you know become a hero right uh, yeah and and even revenge or avenge doesn't have to always happen to the women i mean that that iconic scene of the horse being killed i mean while i am for violence yeah. and, you know no non violence against animals that that made such a huge impact because it is unlike anything you've ever seen hmm. so one hopes you know bollywood while it gets inspired in quotes by a lot of other <laughs> movies and other languages one hope it gets inspired in this matter too <laughs> yep fingers crossed um, and on that note hmm. i mean you spoke about the male gaze i, I you know a and a problem that's very close to my heart is the whole not indian gaze hmm. uh, and and <laughs> it is it is so uh, funny except that it's not funny Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example madrasis i mean firstly everybody south is madrasis which <laughs> i guess is also how in real life not india views south <laughs> but you know there are four different states <laughs> people so you know at some point you hope they go through geography lessons <laughs> and then madrasis are typically shown as you know dark skin which mm-hmm. maybe in terms of overall population may be accurate but they just really overdo it mm. but more importantly i think they're shown as complete nerds mm. uh, and and uh, you know particularly i think the math nerd thing is a cliche that really <laughs> sticks so like even in a movie as recent as meenakshi uh, sundareshwar which is supposed to be a south indian movie mm-hmm. uh, they actually show the the, the heroine's younger brother literally walking around going everywhere with a max tutor uh, <laughs> whose job seems to be 24/7 to teach him tables or something like that oh now God. there are two problems that i have firstly you know it is uh, it is so inaccurate uh, yeah. because you know no one's doing that but secondly more importantly any self respecting south indian family would just you know kill themselves if they, <laughs> if they had a max tutor walk around with their boy you know the boy should be the one teaching not learning from some stupid back tutor <laughs> so it's an insult to the so called iq of that character the short tutor walking around <laughs> so if you're doing cliches do it right man. come on that yeah. whole movie was basically a parody of uh, what bollywood thinks tamil nadu is like and and the and the dialogues and the delivery and oh my god don't even get me started you know i i've realized it's it's true and i uh, because i'm gujarati i think i notice the gujarati cliches a lot uh, and i think they always almost always involve i, I will say this gujaratis uh, are dealt with much less with bollywood but when we are in bollywood i think it's about either the accent 
or the food mm-hmm. and that that really just sums up uh, you know how bollywood views gujaratis and i feel like the only bollywood comes to movies with the thought that only punjabis are cool everyone else everyone else in the country is not so it it just perpetuates this cycle of you know movies where uh, punjabis are ek to anyway our movie characters are 90% punjabi for whatever reason i don't know maybe because the hindi film industry is very um, mm. north indian um and then i feel like the othering of other communities is especially strong when you come to it from that perspective so yeah, i completely agree on this one on punjabis i think the the cliche around punjabis being party animals i feel like real life punjabis feel that pressure because yeah. i went to, to a wedding in chandigarh and mentally i am expecting a bollywood movie basically <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was not partying all the time and yeah. and the few times that they were not partying somebody would come up to me and say did you expect more song and dance so i feel like they <laughs> the pressure of it to deliver what bollywood has said punjabi shadis are all about um so that was hilarious <laughs> but also i think on the whole concept of othering one one um serious issue that i think all indian cinema faces is othering of the northeast community hmm. uh, i and and the and the most irritating example of that to my mind is uh, medicom uh, and priyanka chopra being cast with medicom mm, mm, mm. why why it's so difficult to find one northeast actor who also happens to be a decent boxer and a decent actress and have her act out a character that is so you know strongly and proudly uh, manipuri is beyond me. yeah yeah in fact i think chakde india had had a bit you know where they sort of examine this bias that and it's a bias which is in our society as well right where we are not really where mainlanders look at the northeast and are like you know is that even really there is the sense of not really india and it's it's quite awful um, i think for people who definitely think they're very much part of india so yeah i think chakde did a nice job of sort of bringing that to light but um, yeah i cannot recall too many examples other than mericom where there is a northeastern experience at the center of the film mm-hmm. yeah. yeah anyway so in terms of in terms of nationalism and uh, the idea of india i think another trope is very very uh, it's one of our favorite tropes in bollywood which is mere desh ki dharti uh, which is just this God. this patriotism which is spilling out of your veins you know <laughs> which happens to a lot of bollywood characters where and and we we've, we've had it i mean we're talking about a range which starts from manoj kumar and comes all the way to the 2000s and the 2010s right and i think we are now at a point where um, it's being interpreted in different ways where you know what being indian means is interpreted in not necessarily i am just you know patriotic all over the place but even as recently as the you know let's say ddlj where you have amrish puri uh, doing this whole uh, desh ki mitti ki khushboo and feeding the pigeons in india and all of those things i feel like we really really amp it up when it comes to patriotism totally agree i feel like there is uh, bollywood portrays patriotism um mostly as 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 a very um nri version of things mm-hmm. where you have to wear india on your sleeve be proud of your motherland 
all of which while you comfortably live in some foreign country <laughs> and you know enjoy first world amenities so it's more uh, showing that you're indian rather than feeling that you're indian um and and i'm saying this as someone you know i'm definitely very patriotic and i i um i was in the ncc when i was mm-hmm. in college so you know i've interacted very closely with a lot of army and uh, you know the services folks so mm-hmm. it's i i don't think you know the real life army men are are, are anywhere as unidimensional <laughs> as what bollywood shows its army men to be uh, or bollywood shows its typical indian citizen to be i mean mm-hmm. we all have um love for our country but also um we all uh, don't feel the need to wear it on our sleeve all the time uh, and th- i i feel that the one movie that came close to capturing that um in a in a very real way was uh, swadesh mm. uh, even the songs um that 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 feeling that's very hard to articulate about love for your country that makes you do um things you wouldn't imagine doing um and i think the music complemented that and the lyrics complemented that but all the other movies uh, show a version of patriotism that i find uh, uh much show and very little substance yeah and i think swades what i really love about swades is also i think a it also brings to it the central conflict of a lot of urban um, educated indians right which is yes things are probably better for me outside of um me individually outside of this country but there is this indefinable uh, you know attachment to things here and there is a desire to do something here and i think that is not something that you see in bollywood movies at all apart from swadesh um, so yeah i really enjoyed swadesh and and it it was a very muted subtle take on it about how okay this is you know maybe this is how one can feel and it wasn't preachy and i think that was great talking about preachy mm. <laughs> uh i think the one thing that bollywood definitely preaches is bad things always happen to you know headstrong independent <laughs> women uh and and you know they preach it like how so <laughs> there are loads and loads of movies uh including pink which which talk about how mm. if you're a woman who's independent who's living alone who's wearing western clothes who's uh, making your own living and generally kind of minding your own business um bad things will still happen to you <laughs> because you're not uh, seemingly part of that traditional indian family setup and therefore you are easy game yeah pretty much i think um, and it it i think even before independent women were a thing so let's say in the 80s and 90s um there was still a way that bollywood did this right because you would have all these movies where there would be a heroine who is let's say is is probably opinionated but the movie is telling us that she is stuck up you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. and it's telling us that oh she needs to be taken down a peg she needs to be taught humility and mm-hmm. that really just involves the hero being horrible to her for a bit and then they somehow they fall in love mm-hmm. and it's such a weird trope because i feel like bollywood's never had a problem with headstrong independent opinionated men but there has been this desire to tame that woman for the last few decades now yes and most of these movies that involve the woman falling in love always ends with the woman in a sense being subdued by the end of the movie yeah. it's never the other way around where you know she gets to fly and the guy um becomes more accepting of that uh, the only movie that comes somewhere close in that sense is this um, badrinath pidulania because in this case she's literally flying she's an aerostar <laughs> but even in that case you know um there is just so much 
in general shaming of of her and her desire to have a career uh, and and she somehow um, putting all of that aside for this guy but at yeah. least you know it seems like i mean the the climax of that movie seems to say we are letting you be who you are see how nice we are <laughs> exactly that's exactly what i was going to come to which is that i think when a movie does support its women it is literally patting itself on the back while it supports its women <laughs> that look i am so amazing i did this <laughs> but anyway speaking of marriage and marriage as a form of subjugation effectively um i think another trope uh, with hindi movies is that life is a race and wedding <laughs> is the finish line <laughs> because we have all these movies where you literally i think that is the last shot of the movie ki shaadi ho rahi hai and then mm-hmm. everyone in the theater can throw, throw away their popcorn wipe their tears and go <laughs> home now <laughs> i would argue that's life no <laughs> from childhood you've been told school college job Uh, may or may not happen but shaadi so yeah i think right from childhood and in the boy and girl's um, mental image of being a grown up or, or having settled down uh, is is basically shaadi <laughs> absolutely and i think we're still even those of us who are in our 20s and 30s are still being told that so i think anyone who is not married struggles to be treated as an adult because they are not married right and i think all of us still see that happening even you could be 30 something and your parents would still be like lekin beta shaadi and it's so weird because i feel like hindi movies never uh, I, i feel like what i would love to see is an exploration of marriage not the wedding uh, in hindi movies because i think that's fascinating hmm. and it never there are very few movies that really do that and if they do that they do it in the context of divorce right where it's like oh this couple is about to fall apart and they and it doesn't even necessarily have to be that i think you there is a lot of interesting stuff that can be made around marriage and the concept of it um rather than just doing this thing where you're like okay this 22 year old in the movie has gotten married to her 23 year old boyfriend and that's it <laughs> Yeah, two movies that come to my mind, which are uh, exploration of complex marriages, are uh, Kapoor and Sons and mm. uh, Dil Dhadakne Do. Mm. Uh, and and in both those um, movies, the older couple and the dynamics between them, and even um, you know, Okay Kanmani, the Mani Ratna movie uh, adaptation right. yeah. for Hindi. Yeah. Uh, the older couple there. Um, those are interesting and uh, very subtle, very nuanced takes on. marriages hmm. but to your point i don't think bollywood wants to talk about marriages they want to talk about weddings with all the nach gana the sangeet the mehndi the you know uh, the feras the, <laughs> the karwa chauth so it's again caught up in the show business so it's all about um, you know how they get hitched hmm. uh, and and in the the decor and the clothes and everything around it rather than what marriage really means for any country yeah yeah i think i think if if anything bollywood alone can be credited for the indian wedding industry being where it is today <laughs> because the, all of the uh, the whole boom we've seen over the last 10 years whether it's venues or destination weddings and event planners and people with five day weddings and two week weddings i think this is all down to bollywood <laughs> yeah yeah and and with some credit being given to facebook and instagram because otherwise i don't think anybody would ever want to do what is called pre engagement shoot pre wedding oh, yeah. shoot post wedding shoot 
<laughs> you know, when the lockdown lifted, Insta was basically just that, right? Uh, so um, yeah, uh, and 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 shows like the big day, uh, which is which is oh, again God. basically a glorified advertisement for weddings. <laughs> I yeah I I'm just waiting for the day when someone decides that small weddings are cool and it can only come from bollywood and from media where uh, someone aggressively starts pushing the propaganda that 50% weddings are where it's at <laughs> and and real life will follow I can't wait for that day All right <laughs> so while we are waiting it's going to take a while I'm not going to hold my breath <laughs> uh maybe we should wrap this up by just talking about what the the, the ultimate cliche of them all right what mm. bollywood thinks of as the asli mard mm. <laughs> and what the asli mard is allowed to do and what he's not allowed to do yeah like cry <laughs> or or just you know be emotional or yeah. display his love in non non creepy non aggressive ways yeah, yeah. uh i think uh, bollywood's had a masculinity crisis for a very long time because i think they've they've been pushing a certain propaganda at us um, and it's a very toxic propaganda i think especially when you look at movies from the 80s and 90s uh, it's this propaganda of the man is the man who um, does all the fighting for family and you know does um, earns a living and gets the heroine no matter what and all of those things very action oriented sort of personality um uh, i do have to say i think i appreciate the role of sharukh khan much more now in hindsight because i think he single handedly changed that in a sense because he a lot of his movies made masculinity much more about love affection being able to cry being emotionally close to uh, you know the people in your life and i i'm not saying they're all perfect but i think that there was a huge sort of change which has come about if you look at sharukh khan's filmography um, and how it's impacted bollywood completely agree so while you have people like salman khan who basically made their entire career around being you know mard to ek bar commitment de diya i think the newer um, heroes or So Shahrukh Khan and Aishwarya Rana, people like that, are all changing that. Um, uh, and even um, uh, scenes, right? I think particularly um, scenes of men crying, scenes of scenes of men being very vulnerable, are mm. are good to see more. Yeah, and I think um, you know one of the related things I've realized here is that, um, and this was a meme going around also, but I've realized that when women write men. Um, is when the magic really happens at least for me so i think the male characters that i have seen in um, any of let's say zoe after movies or gauri shinde movies or um, you know any of those cases um, i have just felt like they are such they are actual people like they are individuals with their own personalities and their own flaws and it is you know it's really very nice to see and they're not cardboard cutouts um, and they are softer people and i really enjoy that right but one does hope that you know more men also write these characters because there are basically low numbers of women in bollywood <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need more of the real men not asli mard <laughs> fingers crossed is all i'm going to say about that <laughs> on that hopeful note let's wrap it up thank you for listening in all right thank you for listening in bye bye bye